What is up everyone? The date is June 18th. I'm Jack Murphy. You're Mike's with Murph, and this is the Pinstripe Podcast. So, um, a few things happened in the series against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays at home. Um, one, on uh, Saturday, I, uh, Jonathan Luisiga got his uh, MLB debut, which was actually a pretty good one. We'll talk about that later. And it was also Old Timers Day. Uh, Old Timers Day, for you who who may not be familiar, is basically just a day where like uh, past Yankees players, um, some legends, some just people that played on championship teams, um, get together, or, or not get together, well, kind of get together, get, get together and they um, they introduce them to the crowd, to the fans, give them a little introduction or whatever, and then they just play a baseball game pretty much, and they t- divide into teams and have a baseball game. Um, I'm going to talk about a little bit about the series against the Rays, obviously. I'm going to talk about my new schedule, my new schedule that I have planned for future podcasts as well in this episode. And then also I'm going to talk about a little bit about Old Timers Day and the highlight of Old Timers Day, which is definitely Nick Swisher. Um, and I'm going to also talk about how I feel really old that now I'm starting to see players, players in Old Timers Day that I remember playing, even though I was just like a little kid when I saw people on like Nick Swisher and Johnny Damon play for the Yankees. But now just seeing them in Old Timers Day and I'm like, whoa. I, I remember this, and I just it just feels weird, man. I, I, there's no other way I could say it, talk about it. It feels weird. Um, so against the Rays, the Yankees went. Um, they took three out of four, which is always nice to win a series. But you know what? With the Red Sox as close as they are, we want. I want to sweep series, especially against teams such as the um, teams such as the um, Bay Rays, who's not as great as we are. Obviously, um, they are a little bit below 500. They're not really in a wild card race or a divisional race just because four um, teams corresponding to two different conferences or two different uh, divisions are much ahead, much farther ahead than any other team, really, for the wild card. Um, there's the Yankees, obviously, us. Our division rival, the Red Sox, who, as much as it pains me to say it, they are probably, with us, the best team in baseball. They have a great record, even though they didn't play very well against the um, whoever they played this. Actually, I think they play the Mariners this week, which... Which isn't like that bad. No, they're a very good team. The Mariners are actually the second best team in the AL West because of the Houston Astros, and the Houston Astros are the defending world champions. So we obviously know that they're a great team. But um, basically, what I'm trying to say is that um, the Mariners, Astros, Yankees, and Red Sox are all battling for their divisions, and whoever doesn't win their division is most likely going to get a wild card spot. So. The Red Sox did play the Mariners, who are a very good team, obviously, and they lost the series, I believe. They lost the series 2-3. to three. Um, Let me just make sure on that. Uh, yeah, they, they won one game, and then they lost the other two. Yep. They won one. They won the last game. They lost the first two. Um, that's probably going to be... That is very possible. It could be uh, the wild card matchup, or it could be us and the Mariners, us and the Astros, the Red Sox and the Astros. Honestly, it could be... I don't know. It, could, it Right now, it's... All the four teams are very even, uh, especially the way the Mariners are playing, and they don't even have Robinson Cano. But even though they don't have him now, they're not going to have them in the play. He, he's not going to come back for the playoffs because of his suspension. Whereas earlier in the season, uh, Cano was suspended for PEDs, so that's really going to bite the Mariners in the back. But I mean, they do have D Gordon, who's performing at a really high level. Uh, John Segura, Gene Segura, is hitting really well. He's batting over three thirty. And um, Felix Hernandez is pitching like King Felix again. It's nice to see that. I remember when I was when I was a kid, Felix was one of my favorite pitchers just because of how dominant he was. He was great. He was so fun to watch. 
and then he kind of just like lost it a little bit and then um it's nice to see that he has he's starting to get his stuff back kind of like what cc did not i mean see i don't think cc was ever as good as how king felix was but how cc was like not so great and then he's starting to pick it up again he's starting to have a second coming or second yeah second coming that he's becoming better so um the al is very very evenly matched it's a very big big uh, league right now very big teams in it such as the mariners the uh, red sox us and the astros and even the um even the cleveland indians you can't forget about them they won over 100 and 100 games last season uh, we beat them in the. We came back too well, but they still have some really good players like Corey Kluber. They have um Anthony, Anthony Andrew Miller out of the bullpen. I don't know why I said Anthony. I should obviously know who Andrew Miller is. We had him in our bullpen. Um, Andrew Miller. We had um or Francisco Lindor, Jose Ramirez. They're both very good players, and they have a they have a good starting uh, starting rotation. Corey Kluber, as I said, Trevor Bauer. Um, their starting rotation is probably even stronger than ours is, and. They're, they're not a team that we you can forget about just because their record is not where it is. Whereas someone like the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Astros are. Which currently, we all four of those teams consist of the four best records in baseball. So, let's just hope that the Yankees can keep it up. The Yankees and Boston are currently tied for first place after taking three out of four. After taking three out of four against the Rays, that's why sweeps are important for the Yankees. Because... We, we, we want to win as many games as we possibly can because the Red Sox are always going to be right on our tail. And if we lose one game and the Red Sox win one game, we move a game back. But if we keep winning and winning and winning and the Red Sox keep winning and winning and winning, every loss counts. Like in baseball, like for most teams, it's like, oh, it's one game. It's really not that big of a deal. But, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not that big of a deal. But when two teams are such as even as the Yankees and Red Sox, those one game really does count. Um, it really does. You can't just say, oh, it's a May baseball game. But since the Yankees and Red Sox are both tied for first, especially games against each other, they count so much just because of how evenly these teams are. So one game can make a huge difference as by the end of the year, um, there could be a one-game difference between the divisions that gets the Yankees into the uh, first-place spot or the Red Sox in the first-place spot. So as I talked a little bit about our um, our current situation in the standings and how we could possibly play better let's talk about the uh, series against the race as the last episode i talked we started a home stand against the nationals it was a two-game stint uh we split it but we split them we talked about bryce harper how he's a little bitch and he's overrated and i saw actually saw something on twitter about how bryce harper is overrated or it was an M- M- mlb executive i think it was an nl executive a little more specific um he was talking about how Bryce Harper doesn't really care about winning. He just cares about his stats. He cares about him more than the entire team. He's not a team player. And if you listen to my podcast, like the 12 of you that actually do listen to it, the whole thing, um, it's 100% true. I just said the exact same thing on my last podcast. And I swear to you, I wasn't reading off of that. I actually read it after I made that podcast. So anyway, now that I'm done talking about Bryce Harper, um, just wanted to bring that up for a little bit. Let's talk about the Rays and Yankees. So the first game the Rays played against the Yankees, um, it was on the Thursday. Or was it on the Thursday? It was on the Thursday. Uh, the Yankees had, I think they had they had Herman, Domingo Herman pitching going for him, and he actually put up a very solid performance. Uh, six innings pitched, which is just what I want is consistent. His last two starts have been very very good. Um, what I want to see out of a pitcher that is um that was struggling a little bit. A lot of it, actually. He got 10 strikeouts, which is just it's good, very good, too. 
Um, he gave up three runs, but you know what? Three runs with the power power offense like ours, even though it hasn't been performing just as, as well um, as it could be. Um, three giving up three runs usually is okay, especially with our bullpen. They use they won't give up more than a run a game unless they have a bad a really off day. They're not going to give up more than one run. Um, so um, Herman pitched. He got his, actually got his first win of the year. Um, usually when Herman pitches, we don't really has a good game as we'll say. Um, the Yankees don't. Their bats really aren't working. They just haven't been able to give him run support. And Herman is one of those pitchers that <laughs> has need needs the run support more than pitchers like Severino. Um, on certain days when he has five, when he gives up five runs a game. But even those games, the games where he just is sh- lights out, he has the stuff. He just doesn't have the control. And if he has the control one day and he's lights out, um, we'll be will be like one one, and he'll get the no decision, and one of our relievers will get the win. And it's just really annoying. And I, I imagine, like, I know it's like a team sport, and you don't really think about your stats. You kind of just think about winning, depending on the type of player you are. But I, I think anyone would get a little frustrated if, um, like, you're, you're pitching so well and you don't get the win to show for it. It's just, it's unfair. Not unfair, but it's annoying. So he gave up two runs in the first three innings, which isn't great. He gave, he gave up a home run in the first inning. So obviously, with Herman being inconsistent as he is, when you see him give up a run in the first inning, especially a home run, you're thinking to yourself, oh no, we're going to have a game like this where Herman is not going to be pitching well. He's going to be all over the place giving up a lot of hits. But he didn't do that, in fact. He only gave up five of them um, in six innings pitch. It's not bad. Not bad at all. 10Ks, only two walks, so he's pretty decent with his stuff. He wasn't walking everybody like crazy. Um, um, far as our bats, we were okay in this game. We had a total of six hits. Um, Aaron Judge... Two for four. He had two doubles in this one, I believe. Uh, Glaber Torres had a hit, and um, Miguel uh, Tyler Austin actually had a hit, which I believe he also got sent down to in order to make room for, uh, I think, to make room for uh, Luis Siga actually, because we had to call up Luis Siga to take up a spot on the starting rotation. So we ended up call- calling down Tyler Austin, and um, Torres also got a start too, and Neil Walker did as well. Bullpen, like usual, lights out. Chapman got the save, his, 20, his 19th of the season, and he also got a save later in the series, I believe the third game. He also got a save, and that was the um, his 20th of the season. So he's up to 20 saves, which isn't really the le- leading, leading in the league, but the Yankees have a bullpen. We don't need to use Chapman all the time, so he's not like he doesn't need to be a workhorse like someone like Edwin Diaz. He doesn't need to come in every game and save it. Edwin Diaz is like 27, I believe. He's he's having a really good year. He's someone to really look out for on the uh, Mariners. Uh, he says he's a great slider. He has very good stuff. Um, second game of the series, uh, Lois Sega made his um, MLB debut. Uh, his stuff was, or he was pitching very well, actually. He only gave, he didn't give up a run the entire game. The Yankees shut out the Rays in this one, five to nothing. Uh, he was excellent. He was very good pitching. He pitched five innings. He he did have a lot of walks, which is didn't I wasn't expecting to see because he had four walks or I think it might I think it was four walks. He pitched in the double A. He'd never pitched a game in the triple A, which I was a little nervous about because like going straight from the double A to the MLB is a huge step, just skipping all over the triple A. But Luis Sigas showed he can pitch. Uh, he got six strikeouts over five. Uh, he pitched quite a bit of pitches, ninety one pitches, which is probably what he should have been pitching actually. Um, so you don't want to overload a a, um, a, a young kid like that it's the first game in the MLB you don't want to overload him with over 100 pitches 91 is probably good that might even be a little bit too much but it was good to see him pitch he didn't give any runs only gave up three hits he did have a few walks though but when he did walk somebody he came back at the next guy it wasn't like 
he walked somebody, then he walked him again. He was able to keep his uh, be consistent. If he ever got into a jam, he was able to get out of it. He kept his composure. He was he looked really good. I really hope this isn't just a one day thing. I really hope he can be this consistent. I'm fine with five, six innings, even giving up one or two runs, maybe even three. Um, with our with again with our bullpen, how Batanz, especially Batanzas, but everyone in our bullpen, I really do trust except for Chase and Shreve. I, w- I wish we would put him down and bring Canley back up because Canley is such a better reliever. I trust him more than I trust Shreve. Shreve, Shreve was the one pitcher. I think he gave up a run. In, I don't remember which game, but he came in. He gave up like two runs. He gave him a home run. And I'm like, of course, it was Chase and Shreve that gave up that home run. He's just not very good of a pitcher. Um, but he was doing good. And uh, also, throughout this entire series, we see bats starting to work more than it was on the road. And... It's not it's not uncommon to see Yankees struggle on the road and be good on home only because it is a hitter friendly ballpark. Um, usually, you'll see Yankee players have higher splits at home rather than on the road, such as Gary Sanchez started to play much better, um, starting to play much better or starting to hit a little bit more. Uh, he had a hit in the last game. He had a hit in this game. He had a home run in he had a home run in this series. Pretty sure had a few RBIs. Didi Gregorius is hitting the ball very well again. It's nice to see him pick it back up. Um, we, as we talked about against the Nationals, he had two home runs in the first game. He had a home run. He had a re, he had a moonshot. It wasn't a moonshot, but it was a pretty, for, especially for Didi, it was a really, really well hit home run. It was like on the, um, it might've been hit 400 feet or so. It's nothing towering like Aaron Judge or Stanton would hit, but for Didi, it was definitely a no doubt home run. And it was definitely something that would have been out in any park. It wasn't just a Yankee stadium home run. It was hit everywhere. Uh, Andahar still ha- still hitting pretty well. Glaber Torres actually went 0 for 3 this game. He did not have his best series. I'm pretty sure he still did have a home run. I think it was a three run shot, and I think it it was a three run shot. It was a three run shot, and he um he actually took the lead. I'm pretty sure in the next game of the series against Sever- with Severino pitching. No wait, never mind. I don't know what game I'm thinking of, but I'm pretty sure he had a home run this series. Um, God, I can't really remember. Might have been the first game. I think about it. It was the, probably the, I think it was the first game. Yeah, it was the first game. He hit the three-run home run to give us the lead. Okay, so now I know it's that. And the thing I love about Torres is he just hits the ball hard. He just hits. He doesn't hit it high. His swing isn't like a like a uppercut where it's gonna. He's gonna hit the ball a thousand feet in the air and it's gonna travel five hundred feet. He hits hard line drives, and that's why he doesn't hit the ball like when he hits home runs. It's not like three hundred. It's only like three eighty, maybe four hundred feet, but. It hits. It's hit hard. He hits the ball hard. Like he hits it probably 100 miles per hour. He just he has a really really sweet swing. It's really nice. It's like right from his batting stance, you can just tell his swing is. He has a nasty swing, and it's nice to see it. It really is. Um, I just love everything about him. I'm I'm probably one of his biggest fans because dude, he's he's unbelievable, and he's only gonna get. He's 21 years old. He's gonna get even better. And every I don't give a shit, man. I'm gonna say all this shit every single fucking episode about how good Glaber Torres is. And if you don't like it, if you don't like my love for Glaber Torres, you can go fuck yourself, okay? Because he's just amazing, and I don't care what anyone has to say to me. I he's going to be the best player in the league. He has MVPs, obviously All Star games. He's he better make the All Star game this year. If he doesn't, he's pissed. He's gonna win Rookie of the Year, um, World Series champ. He has so much ahead of him. And I just can't wait to see what his career brings him. He's going to be unbelievable for a long time. And, all right, sorry. I had to rant a little bit about Glaber Torres because he's just that good. But, um, and it's not even like he's just a good hitter. He's amazing in the field, too. You ever see his tag? He's tags so quick. Like, 
someone can he can um the runner can look like he's gonna be safe easily on a poor throw from Gary Sanchez or a throw that's too high, but he brings his glove down so fucking quick, and it's unbelievable how quick he does it. He's just me- he's mesmerizing in the field. He has gold gloves in front of him. It's probably not this year, maybe not even next year, but he in the near future, not the near future, but in the future he will have he will be a gold glove winner. He'll be a gold glove winner. He'll win Silver Slugger awards, especially when Altuve gets a little bit older. Glaber Torres is going to take his spot as the best second baseman in the league. Maybe even short. He might even move back to shortstop eventually, depending if we can sign DD in uh, free agency. But I don't see any reason why we, we couldn't. But again, we're not going to talk about free agency for next season now. We're going to talk about baseball, Yankees, currently, Glaber Torres, best player in the league. Better be an all-star. Okay. All right. So now I'm done with that. Um... Let's get on to the third game. Sevy pitched this one. And last game, uh, Sevy pitched was against the New York Mets. He only went five, six, five innings, maybe six innings. No, I think it was five innings. Gave up two runs, got the loss. He's ten. And, he was nine and two. And giving up two runs in five innings is a bad, not a bad start. It was a, um, I mean, it wasn't a Severino start. It's not something that Severino does. It was one of his worst starts. Other than his start against the Red Sox, where he gave a shitload of runs up. This is one of his worst starts of his, of his uh, not career. Obviously, he had a very bad year two years ago. If anyone remembers that, he he had a very bad year that year. He got sent down and then he got called back up and then he just killed it again. And it was nice to see that. But um, he started pitching. He had one bad start against the uh, Red Sox and then he had this start, which wasn't a bad start, but compared to what he does, wasn't very good either. Um, he gave up two runs against the Mets, a team that is not very good offensively and unfortunately the Yankees got shut out for the first time in the season which is impressive unfortunately it was the Mets but the Mets do have a good pitching staff so it's not that bad um but you never want to be shut out especially to a team like the Mets <laughs> but um anyway Severino comes back he bounces back pitches eight innings gives up one run if I'm correct he pitches eight innings no he pitches eight scoreless innings gives up three hits in eight innings um, the only one run was given up by Jason Shreve. He gives up a home run to uh, Danny Duffy. No, Danny Duffy's a pitcher. It's a different Duffy. Matt Duffy. Yeah, Matt Duffy hit the home run. Hit the home run against Jason um, Shreve. And then that was in the ninth inning. He came in, gave up a home run. They took him out, put in Chapman for the save. So that's how Chapman got his his 20th save of the year because Jason Shreve fucking sucks. And he should be sent down. He sucks. He, he's he's not good. He has a 4.76 ERA, and it's not like he had a really high ERA like Dylan Patanzas did, and it's starting to come down because he's pitching better, or he had a low one to begin with, and it's going up because he's struggling a little bit. It's just been consistently bad. Like, Patanzas has like a 3 ERA, but it started out as like a 7, and he's bringing it down. He's continually bringing it down, and he's starting to pitch much better than he started, or he's pitching much better now than he is when he started. All right, so Chapman comes in. So he only struck out one, but he threw ten pitches. He I think he got two ground outs to um end the game. And that that's how um game three went. So game four. Game four was old timers day. And old timers day, I talked about it earlier. All old Yankee legends, Yankees alumni get together, play a baseball game, say hi to the fans, uh get standing ovations. But the one the one thing I really want to talk about is Nick Swisher. First of all, other than obviously like, the big Yankees, like Jorge Posada, Andy Pettit, Derek Jeter, like, all those big guys, Bernie Williams. Nick Swisher is probably one of my favorite Yankees of all time. Not of all time, but he's one of my favorite Yankees just because he seems 
so positive all the time. He's like, he just always had a smile on his face. Whenever he hit a home run, he was just so pumped up. He was just so happy. He was like, he was like, he was like the guy in the clubhouse to get everyone. He's kind of like Didi for that era of the Yankees, almost. He kind of just got everyone in a good mood, got him pumped, got him ready to like play and all that. Whenever someone hits a home run, he's like, he's like the first one up, jumping up for him. He's like, whenever he does something good, he's hype. Whenever he's just always hype. And I like to see that from anyone trying to get everyone hype. They're the hype man on the team. That's basically what Nick Swisher was. Um, he's always smiling whenever the camera's on him. He's just smiling every time, all the time. He's just smiling everywhere. And, um, that's why he was one of my favorites is because he was always, he was just like that. And when he, he, um, I remember one year, I don't remember the year. It might've been 2010, maybe not hundred percent sure. I think it was 2010. He actually uh, made the uh, final vote for the all-star game and I'm pretty sure he did win it. He did win the all- final vote for the all-star probably because the Yankees are like a huge team, huge fan base. When they saw Yankee, they voted for him. But Didi hasn't made all-star games. I was, <laughs> when Didi didn't make the all-star game last year, I was pissed. I was so mad he didn't make it because I love Didi. I mean, I loved him as mu- almost as much as I love Glaber this year. Almost. Almost. But obviously I don't because I, I've never loved anything as much as I love Glaber Torres. Um, but yeah, Nick Swisher, he was the man. He was He's one of my favorite, like, non... I don't know how to put it, but he was he's just one of my favorite. Like he's just such a great guy. He was always really nice. He's good. He was good with the media. He was good with kids. He was just always such a positive guy. And that's what I like love to see in a baseball player. Someone that's so so much there. He's always there for his team. He does and he'll do anything for his teammates. He'll do anything for the fans. He appreciates everyone that's got him to where he is. Doesn't take anything for granted. He's just like one of those type of guys. And and an all an all timers day. He fucking hit a. He hit a bomb. He, he he hit a home run in the second deck. And for grant, granted, it is old timers day. But Nick Swisher is not old. I, I mean, he's old compared to me. He's old compared to some people. But he's not old. He's like I don't know his exact age. I'm gonna look that up right now. But he I'm pretty sure um, CC Sabathia is younger than him. CC and CC's 38 years old. Nick Swisher is I think he's only he's 35, 36. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um. He's 37, so I was a little off, but still, it's especially for a retired baseball player, that's pretty young. He's younger than CC Sabathia, and he's still a pitcher in the MLB. So if Nick Swisher wanted to, he could still be playing, but I think he made a right call to retire because then he couldn't hit a bomb in Old Timers Day. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person that just loves him. Um, so Old Timers Day was fun. It was a fun game to watch. However, um, the Yankee game was not, not at all. CC had a rough day. Actually, um. He did. He won. He won. What? He did pretty well. Not well. I. I don't know. It was a weird start. He pitched like seven and two thirds, so that's pretty much almost eight innings. He threw like a hundred or so pitches. Uh, he had a few strikeouts, but he gave up ten hits. And I'm pretty sure he had a rocky start in the beginning because I'm pretty sure with like the first three four innings he gave up seven of those hits. And then I guess he just pitched well. He kind of picked it up a little bit. So then they just started to keep. They just wanted to keep him in. So and I guess it kind of worked, kind of didn't because we lost the game. Our it's because our offense was not playing very. It wasn't that we weren't playing well. It's we weren't. Um, it was just one of those days where we were. We, it's not like we weren't hitting the ball. We had seven hits as a team, but we just couldn't capitalize whenever somebody got on base. Our only run came off of an Aaron Hicks home run, and that was a towering bomb. Oh, that was that was hit very. It wasn't hit very far, but it was just so. It was a demolished man. He did so high in the air. And he knew, right when it went off his bat, he knew it. He was just trotting around the bases. And um, Gary Sanchez got a double in this one. 
No, he didn't. He got a single. I'm sorry. He only got a base hit. But it's good to see Gary Sanchez being able to hit the ball again. Uh, Greg Bird is starting to play better now that he's going lower in the lineup. And that's what I was talking about last time. How I feel like competition for hot, better spots or like um, losing your spot or losing your place or whatever and going like being like demoted makes people more hungry to do better. And usually that makes their performance go well. Um, Dieter Gregorius went two for three again. He's he's hitting well again. Uh, he got his average up from like two thirty something to it's back up to like two fifty nine. He's back on another hot streak. Hopefully, he can keep it up. The home stand is really good for the Yankees hitting because the Yankees aren't always the best when it comes to being on the road. Sometimes they're just kind of iffy. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously the Yankees are not. They're always going to be. It's kind of like the Rockies. They're just, it's just a hitter's ballpark. You're just going to hit better at Yankee Stadium just because of the size of it. Um, you'll hit more home runs. Your home runs numbers are going to be padded a little bit. And I'm honestly, I'm not going to, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. That, that is a, a truth at Yankee Stadium. I don't think it's as much as a truth as people say it is. Not, not what I'm saying. I don't think it's as affected as people say it is. I'm pretty sure Aaron Judge's 52 home runs last year wasn't necessarily a fluke. Maybe he wouldn't have 50, but just because he, plays in Yankee Stadium doesn't mean he didn't have an exceptional year. Um, I don't care if you play in freaking a like little league, <laughs> a little league park or something. Not a little league park, obviously, but like if it's like three eighty all around, I'm pretty sure it's still impressive to hit fifty two home runs in a year. I mean, you you have to be consistent consistent all year. You got to be hitting bombs all year. It's uh, so like I, I can understand why like. People will say like, "Oh, you're playing at Yankee Stadium, so you're not playing in a real ballpark." I can understand that to an extent because, yeah, it's smaller than others, and you know what, the batting averages might go up, and home runs might go up, but also like doubles, you're not going to hit as many doubles because when you roll to the wall, you you just can throw it a second. You don't even need a cutoff, man. It's easier, it's easier to like get it hit in or get it thrown in, but um. Miguel Andahar is, like, leading the league in doubles. Every fucking ball he hits is a double. So, I, I don't I don't know. Like, there, it has its perks, but it doesn't. It also has its disadvantages. It, it leads to more home runs, but you're not going to see many doubles and triples. And, you know what? <laughs> Another thing I want to say, Didi Gregorius did a fucking triple at Yankee Stadium to left center. First of one, how do you hit a triple to left center field? I mean, not many people can do that. Like, usually you would have to hit it to the right side of the field away from third base. But I think the more the more interesting part, the mo- part that surprised me the most, Didi ripped a ball to the opposite field. You never see that. Didi is, Didi is, he really hits it. He only really hits it hard to like. He only pulls it really when he hits it hard. Usually when he hits um p- p- things, he pushes things to the opposite side. He's usually just um hitting it for um kind of like just to get a base hit. You know, he doesn't really like rip it, but he ripped that ball. It was it was off the wall. I'm pretty sure, but I don't I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I've never seen him hit a ball that hard all year to opposite field, um, and it was just it was I don't know. It was just weird. So um, so that game was kind of kind of sucked. It just feels like we it feels like we were hitting the ball well, but we just couldn't do anything about it. The Yankees they just were they were just unable to get any runs this game. It wasn't like. We got shut out by a dominant pitching performance. It's just we couldn't capitalize and we had runners on base. And that's pretty much what kept us from... Holy shit, that was a weird voice crack. That's what kept us from winning this game or scoring more runs. Other than that Aaron Hicks home run, nobody was able to capitalize. Nobody was able to hit when we had runners in scoring position. 
usually we we do very well at that whenever people are on we can score them in but today was just not that day um so that was pretty much the series three uh we won three out of four um it's unfortunate we couldn't get the sweep you can't sweep them all but at least we won the series where it's now tied with the red Sox after they lost to the mariners um today we start a uh, two another two game stint against the washington nationals it was a makeup game from may 16th it's a makeup game from may 16th and um we have Sonny Gray pitching against uh, Fetty. I, I don't know his, his first name is Eddie. I don't know what it is. But um, he is a 498 ERA, Sonny Gray. But he this game is in Washington, and Sonny Gray is a much better pitcher at the away ballpark. Again, against the Washington Nationals, we just played him. Could be a World Series matchup, a future World Series matchup, or a team that is a World Series contender. So it's this is a game we really want to show our dominance in the league, a game where we really want to show we can win, especially in um, the Nationals ballpark. And then um, after that, we actually play. We're also finishing up our game against the um, Nationals that was suspended. Uh, it was both these games were canceled. One was suspended. We were in the middle of a game and it got suspended due to a rainout. It was a tied at three. Pretty sure it was in the fifth inning. Maybe this. It was in the sixth inning. The bottom of the sixth. It was tied at three. And uh, we're just going to continue that game. I guess we have to use the same lineup. I'm not really sure how that goes. It's kind of a weird situation how that goes. But um, yeah. So. The it's it's it, this is just a weird scenario. So let me just explain this one more time. So the Yankees are playing the Nationals today twice. The first game is they're just continuing the game they started back way back in May that was rained out, and the second game they're playing starts at seven o'clock, and that is the game with Sonny Gray pitching. Um, I talked about how he's much better on the road, so let's see how this game works out for him. Um, let's see how this game works out for him. Hopefully, if he can have he can have a good performance, and hopefully we can win the game we started and the game we didn't start yet get two wins out of today that'd be great um hopefully we can get two wins out of the day rise up our lead against the red Sox because we need more wins we want to win as many games as we can because the red Sox are right on our ass i'm gonna keep saying it literally one bad game one loss means and one win one red Sox win that could be a lot like every game matters just because just because of how close our division is um it's gonna be like this all year it's gonna be a heated a hot, hot rivalry all year. I can't wait to play the Red Sox again. Hopefully, we can get more of a we can win those series and get more of a lead on them. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm I'm assuming everyone's hoping for. And um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. So I'm gonna talk about. So now, what we also the last thing I want to cover is um, my new schedule. What I'm gonna try to do. Instead of just doing one after like each series, I think what I'm going to start doing is for now, for the next few episodes, month or so, um, let's see how this works. I'm just going to make an episode every Sunday. I'll record it in the morning. Hopefully, I'll have it out by like 1, 2, maybe 3 o'clock, depending on the day, depending on when I wake up. I'll just do it in the morning, talk about what happened in Yankees baseball this week, and then um, just talk about what happens in Yankees baseball this week, and... And kind of like go over the games, obviously, take a preview of the next week, see what the Red Sox are doing, check out like the rivalries, um, who's hot, all that, all that stuff. All the stuff I usually talk about just in like a week's notice or just like in a week, um, a week span because um, only because like I have to, I work full time as well as doing this. So the only days I really get off are some Saturdays and Sundays. And it's just easier for me if I can just do this on Sunday morning and then I have the rest of my Sunday to do what I want rather than and rather than like doing it on a Monday right when I get out of work, then going to the gym or doing whatever I have to do. It just makes it easier for me. So that's what I'm going to start doing from now on. Just record each Sunday. 
starting this Sunday I'll do. So the next episode you'll hear is um, going to be on next next Sunday. We're going to obviously talk about the Nationals and then the series after that, which is against the Mariners, which is this is another big series. The Yankees have – these are big series coming up for the Yankees. We want to win the games, obviously. Not only to um, get a bigger lead on the Red Sox, not only to um, – be contain our lead in first place, have the least amount of losses, the most amount of wins, but actually just also to show that we are better than these teams that are playing well, just to show we're better than the Mariners, show we're better than the Nationals, even show we're better than like the Red Sox or the Astros, which we've have done in the pat in the um recent recent past recent history where we haven't lost, we actually only lost one series since uh like April twelfth. And it's that's impressive because today is June 18th, so in two months, in more than two months, we've lost one series, and that was unfortunately it was to the Texas Rangers, which is the worst team in baseball, arguably behind the uh, the Orioles, but like and maybe the Reds, but they're one of the worst teams in baseball. So I don't know how the fuck we lost to them, and not like a good team like the Astros, the Red Sox, but we beat them in that span. So we have the Mariners on Tuesday. We have a three series, three game series against them. That's at home too. So we're not we're going to be home for that again. We're bats are working better on the road, and then after that we start a road trip against Tampa Bay, um, playing them again. And then that series will take us right into Sunday. Uh, actually, that day the uh, Rays play at the Yankees Rays game is at one o'clock. So what I'm going to do is I'll just record after that game so I can talk about that whole series. And then on Mondays we start a series against the Phillies. And they're actually an up-and-coming team. They're playing really well with their young stars. They're a young team. And that's going to be an interesting series, too, because both the Yankees and Phillies have a bright future, even though the Yankees are a better team right now. The Yankees and Phillies both have a bright future. So I, it's going to be interesting to see the Yankees stars, rising stars against the Phillies rising stars. Um, so, yeah, so what I'm going to do for my next episode, instead of recording in the morning, I'll record it like four, four thirty, five o'clock, whenever the Yankees last Yankees Rays game is done, so I can just talk about that whole series in general, along with the series against the Mariners and our uh, two games against the Nationals, which is really, really weird. I hate these, these, all these rainouts. All I want to last thing I want to say, all these rainouts for the Yankees are. I hope they're done with them because they they have already had like six of them, and it's been three, two and a half, what three months of baseball, and we have so many rainouts. Like, we have so many less games played than every other team in the MLB because all of our fucking games are rained out. It's it's crazy. So, um, that's pretty much the end of this episode. It was shorter because I only had one series to talk about. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, again, you can t- I dropped my Twitter so many times. I'm not going to do it. Uh, it'll probably be in the description of this, this episode. If you want to DM me any questions, if you want to uh, email me any questions, my email will be in my description as well. Um, about anything you want me to talk about on an episode of the podcast, I'll feel free to ask anything, anything about the Yankees, even about the MLB in general. Um, I'll give you my hundred percent honest opinion. Um, th- um, my hundred percent honest opinion about it. So feel free to <laughs> feel free to ask any questions you want. So thank you all for listening to this episode of Mike Murph, uh, Pinstripe Podcast. Um, go Yanks!